Hi, I'm Melanie Barr. Welcome to the She Built It Experience with Melanie. You're here because you want to experience the life and business that you crave. Join me as I talk to women who have successfully built it, a career and business that they love. We dive into the topic of how they built it and talk about everything from having the courage to make career leaps to the details of how to lead effectively, create successful teams, implement strategies for growth, and infuse tech innovation. Magic happens when we focus on the part of ourselves and our business that brings us joy. So let's dive in. Amber Sousa is the founder and owner of Alami, a sanctuary for holistic health and healing in Redondo Beach, California. She is an entrepreneur, business owner, fitness expert, and holistic health coach. She has spent the last two decades in the fitness industry and has been an entrepreneur for the last 10 years. After becoming a mother to two beautiful children, severe low back pain led her to a meditation practice and a spiritual journey that called her to open Alami. Amber is dedicated to sharing her experience and to inspiring others to live their best life. It is her desire and intention to elevate the community through movement, meditation, and mindfulness. Thank you so much for joining us today, Amber. Oh, I'm so happy to be here, Melanie. Please tell us who you are and what gave you the idea and the courage to make your leap to launch All of Me. My name is Amber Sousa, and I am the owner and founder of All of Me, a holistic health and healing studio in Redondo Beach, California. What gave me the courage? I started having really severe and debilitating low back pain, and I couldn't work out. Working out was always the thing that helped me manage my stress and get through the tough times in life. And I was here I was, I couldn't move. A friend of mine had started a meditation practice. I had tried meditation about 20 plus years before, <laughs> and I absolutely hated it. I I had decided it was not for me. I was the intense go, go, go type, not the relaxed Zen yoga meditating type, but life has a way of inviting you to discover other parts of yourself through pain, through trauma, whatever. And so here I was debilitating pain, desperate. So I was open. And I tried the Oprah Winfrey, Deepak Chopra, the 21 day meditation experiences. And, you know, it started out as something I was just desperately trying to, you know, do to bring me some sort of relief emotionally, mentally, and physically. And it turned out to be so much more. It was profoundly life-changing. It woke me up to so many other possibilities for, for my life, for healing. I was able to heal my back. When I am passionate about something that helps me, I want to share it with every single person I know. And so that's really what happened. It's not like I I came up with some business plan and decided to open all of me. It was like life threw me a curveball. Out of desperation, I tried meditation. It changed my life so profoundly. And that is what gave me the courage. I love how you followed your passions and turned it into a business. And isn't it amazing how we hit those rock bottom moments where we're like, I'll try anything. And sometimes the best things come out of those moments. And we don't think about that as it's happening to us because it's terrifying at the time. But you've built this beautiful business and life and something you're passionate about out of that moment. And do you have advice for anyone that is the go-getter type? 
how they might be able to start a meditation practice, because I agree with you. I think meditation is a little bit different for everyone. And it's great that you found what works for you. I love everything you just said. People have these preconceived ideas of what their meditation practice needs to look like in order to be effective. Um, And oftentimes that looks like being still for a really long time and having absolutely no thoughts going on, right? And that's not the case. We all have thoughts going on all the time. It cracks me up when people come to me and they say, oh, well, I have that, that like monkey mind kind of, you know, my thoughts are racing all the time. And I say, yeah, join the club. We all do start with two minutes, slowing down, taking some deep breaths and guided meditations are really helpful because if you just sit down um, and try to be in silence when you've never done that before, you're probably not going to get too far without going, well, this is terrible. This is awful. I hate this. So if you can hear somebody else guiding you for a few minutes so that you can focus your attention on what they're saying, that will help you come into the present moment. And then go from there. Let it let it change as you continue to change. Isn't it amazing how sometimes we have to slow down in order to move forward and in order to speed up? That is what I have found. If I am feeling a nervous energy or I got to do this, I got to, you know, like it's coming from more of that frenetic um, force place, I always know that I need to stop and breathe and pause and wait. The answers come when I pause and give myself permission to just listen. So far, the most exciting part of it, it's introduced me to my inner voice that I can trust. And I spent the majority of my life listening to everyone else's voice tell me what was the right thing to do for me. That little voice that kids have. Kids are tuned in. We lose that. We disconnect from that. And we get really concerned about what everybody else is doing and what everybody else thinks. So meditation really reconnected me with that inner voice that I can trust. If I'm confused, if I'm afraid, if I'm feeling indecisive, if I need clarity about something, the answer is always to stop, just breathe and slow down and listen. The ability to learn to trust ourselves is so important. And you just reminded me of a moment that I had. Our Wi-Fi went out, and so I had to go to in California. It's so shut down, and I was hosting a live event. I couldn't do it with a mask on somewhere else, so I had to find a friend's house to go to in order to do this live event. I was trying to feed the kids, trying to get out the door. I thought I hit the microwave for 30 seconds. I must have done 30 minutes because I ran upstairs for a minute was probably up there for three minutes and Elliot comes running upstairs. The microwave is smoking. This isn't like me to do these things, but I was in that moment where I was trying to do too much and frazzled. That was a moment where I just needed to slow down and just say that everything is going to be okay. And we can get to where we're living our lives that way, living our lives, not necessarily almost setting the microwave on fire, but to where we're in that pace of go, go, go. It's so important just to slow down and take that time for ourselves and to honor ourselves, right? Well, absolutely. And it's also, well, two things that I'm thinking about with that story. Number one, it's a reset. 
right? Because if we, if we get up and we start our day by just like hitting the ground running without tuning in, slowing down, checking in, breathing, we're going to be on that adrenaline rush all day. And so it's like a reset button. Also, it's a really great opportunity in that moment to show your, your children, Mm -hmm. right? Like in that moment, it's okay. We have the time to pause for one minute. We're teaching them we don't have time for that. We don't have time for that. We're in a hurry. Let's go. Right. And they're, they're getting swept up into this energy of frenzy. And, and so in that moment, if we go, Oh boy, Elliot, like, thank you. This is such a good time for all of us to just take a deep breath and reset. And that's what I did. The microwave almost said it got fire. I was like, okay, Melanie, you're going to take a minute and slow down. And the kids were so surprised because it's not like me to set the, anything on potentially on fire. <laughs> right. So right. you're, you're so right. In that moment, I was like, okay, there's no emergency. Thankfully, I got to slow down. got to pause. Everything's going to be okay. Yeah. What are the classes and what do you offer your clients today? And how do you hope to inspire and empower others to live their best life? Oh, I love that. I have three categories, movement, meditation, mindfulness. So the movement classes, we have yoga, we have cardio dance, we have fitness, we have Piloxing, which is like a blend of Pilates and boxing and dance. We have mat Pilates, anything that helps you move your body. And then meditation, we have guided meditation where we um, you know, have people come in and get on their mats and just get still and get quiet and mindfulness. We have something for everyone, wherever they're at on their journey. If you just want to come in and sweat, you can come in for a workout, right? It is fitness and wellness. Um, but if you're interested in taking a deeper look into things more spiritual. And how do you hope your classes and what you've created inspire and empower people? Yes. I support people to be the greatest version of themselves that they were born to be. And when you're looking to do that and achieve that, you have to pay attention to your body physically, your mind mentally, emotionally, your spiritual connection. So, and all of these, all of these modalities are meant to bring you closer to the truth of who you are. I hope to inspire people to be their their best selves by being a living example of someone who is constantly saying yes to my inner voice, whatever that looks like. I have a lot of people who join my class on Thursday nights in particular, where they're just beginning this journey. They're starting to wake up to the truth of who they are. Oftentimes that comes through physical illness. It comes through bodily injury. It comes through traumatic life events like divorce or job changes or whatever. And these situations and experiences are all meant to help us wake up to the truth of who we are. It doesn't feel like that at the time. It feels like it really sucks and it's really scary. My whole mission of, of having all of me is to, to be able to provide a space where people can come at whatever place they are on their, their journey um, and have somebody else to look at and go, okay, I know that she's been here and she's okay. And I'm an open book. I share my, my life experience is my teaching uh, and everything that I've been through, I share so that I can inspire others 
so that they know that they, they too can have, they have the courage and the strength and, you know, the capacity to expand beyond what they ever thought was possible for themselves. And it's so great that you can be such an inspirational guide. You have built all of me, and I know you built a business also before all of me. Is there anything that you wish you would have known when you started your business if you could turn back time? That's a really interesting question because on one hand, I think that every experience that I've had, even the experiences that may be perceived as mistakes or failures, um, have been huge learning opportunities for me. It's incredibly important to have people around you that will help you hold that vision. If you're starting out, you know, on a new adventure or wanting to take a leap or feeling called to step into a greater version of yourself, surround yourself with people that have already done that and are living proof that, that it's possible and that will, will help you hold your vision and believe in your vision with you. Right. Because, um, that was not always the case for me. Right. I definitely had people around me that thought I was crazy for wanting to take this leap and they didn't see my vision and it didn't make sense to them. And that was really challenging. Choose a circle of people that, you know, will help you hold your vision and that will support you and love you and tell you that absolutely you're capable of this. Let me help. Let me support you. And don't share it with the people that you know are going to say, oh, you know, that's crazy. Let's be realistic. Who do you think you are? La, la, la. Like, we already have enough of that. Yes. Crap. <laughs> yes. You know? So, so true. And sometimes it's the people that are closest to us. They might not mean to, but sometimes it can be those people that put those thoughts in our head that make us doubt ourselves. You are so right about finding those cheerleaders in your life or the people that can bring you additional knowledge and share in your vision or just cheer you on. Yeah. And I I definitely want to speak to what you just said, because yes, the people in your life sometimes are the closest to you and their intention is not to cause you harm. Their intention is to protect you. And if they're afraid for you, they're going to want to protect you. And I totally get that. And I have come to see to see that now. It's not necessarily that they're trying to rain on your parade or ruin your life. It's that they, they're afraid and they don't see the vision, but that's why meditation is so absolutely vital when you are looking to expand into the highest version of yourself, because that inner voice that tells you you're meant for this, you can do this. That voice is, is so important to hold on to. And that voice is what helps you keep the faith when you are afraid when you have self-doubt, we all do, right? We all take leaps through the self-doubt. I love that you encourage people to listen because you're right, we all have it, but we have to teach ourselves to listen and to hear it. Absolutely. When I'm teaching, there's so many things to look at and when you're, when you're looking at expanding into the higher version of yourself. And a lot of it is taking a look at and letting go of old limiting beliefs. And one of those beliefs is in order to be successful, you have to go, 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 go. The harder you work, the better. The more hours you work, the better, right? Like the less sleep you get, the like you you must care more about what you're doing. Taking all of those beliefs and just flipping them, you know, upside down and saying, that's not necessarily true. I'm actually more effective when I'm 
relaxing and slowing down and tuning into what feels right. And present. Um, And I'm present. Yes, absolutely. How important do you think it is that we stay in touch with our inner child and that we find ways to move our body? And how do you stay in touch with yours today? And how does that help you in life? Oh, I love that question. First, I want to just share with this, this, this story of my daughter that, that happened recently. We were at a pool and it was a public pool, tennis and pool uh, club. And there's tons of people and my daughter's in the pool and I'm sitting on a chair, just observing everybody, watching everybody. And she's in the middle of the pool by herself singing and dancing her heart out, like passionately, like she's like, like so, you know, big and move. And I, my heart is just bursting with joy as I'm watching her, because what I'm noticing is I'm looking around at all the adults and I know that every single one of these adults had moments like that when they were kids of total freedom and abandonment and not worrying about what anybody else thought and just complete self-expression. My son is seven years old. I don't think he's going to be a dancer, but you know what? He loves to sing and dance. It's fun for him. Yeah. We, we get away from playing. We get away from giving ourselves permission to be free. And so by tuning into the inner child, we do like gain access to that part of ourselves that is free that is free and that does believe that everything is possible. I mean, if you ask my seven-year-old son what he wants to be when he grows up, he will tell you he wants to play for the NFL. He wants to be a professional football player like Tom Brady. And then he wants to go on to coach. There's no like follow-up with, but it might not be practical. So I have to have plan B. Nobody comes into this world with the thought, I might not get to do what I love to do because it might not be practical. That is a thought that we are given by the people in our life. So by tuning into our inner child, we are able to gain access to the part of us that still believes that everything is possible and still believes that we are meant to do what we love. That's why we love it so much. It comes naturally to us. It's part of our makeup. So we have to sift through all this other crap that we've accumulated over the years and tune into that inner child that plays, that is free. I love that you went back to that. And Parker, my daughter, she loves art. And there was so much art going on in her room, glitter everywhere that it expanded into the garage. So now she has this table that's just full of art. Maybe if you're listening, you're someone who used to love art, but doesn't do art anymore. Or maybe you played hockey or football and you don't do that anymore. You're so right. It's connecting to those things where you think, wow, I really used to love to do that, but I don't do it anymore. And when we make that leap to actually try it, really incredible things can happen in our lives. Absolutely. In fact, that's one of the questions that I ask people when I start coaching them. I ask them, What are some of the things that they loved to do when they were kids, right? What were their dreams that they had when they were kids? I get people uh, all the time coming to me who are, they're in their job that they hate because that was the practical job to get. And it was the job that they could make this amount of money and they'd have their 401k. And I'm not saying anything bad about that. Like I'm all for like making a lot of money and being really, you know, happy and successful and abundant. 
but it's if you if you get too far away from who you really are and the things that you love it, life is unfulfilling there's so much more than just checking the boxes yes absolutely and i tell people all the time i'm not asking you to quit your job and go become a ballerina tomorrow like i'm just saying how could you start to invite some of these things back into your life do some art take an art class you could even go watch a ballet yes Years ago, this was before kids, I went to New York with my now ex-husband. We saw Jersey Boys and I grew up in musical theater and I thought for sure that I would be on stage performing for my career. And that's not how my life turned out. And I sat there in the audience and tears streamed down my face because I was watching these performers and I was grieving and mourning the fact that that would never be my life. I was early thirties, like plenty of time, right? Plenty of time. But I just said, well, you know, that's not my life. My life was either going to do that or it's going to do this. And I guess it's doing this. And I just, my heart broke. I mean, I loved watching them, but my heart broke. And I thought to myself, well, maybe in another life. And here I am and I am, who knows what's going to happen with it, but I'm writing a one woman show. And I am set to do a reading of it next month. So who knows? Like, <laughs> I love it. Good for you. Yeah. It's never too late, right? It's never too late to live your dreams. Magic happens when we focus on the part of ourselves and our business that brings us joy. What is one tip that you can leave with us today about how you find and live your joy? You've given us so many good ones. Anytime you start to feel dissatisfied in your life or focused on what's not going well, stop, look around and choose a couple things that are really going well in this present moment. We lose joy every day because we're so focused on where we think we should be or what we don't have. This morning I woke up and I thought, I have this beautiful home that I get to live in. We take things for granted. We really take things for granted. We have so many things to feel joy about if we are mindful about paying attention to what those things are. I do a gratitude thing with my kids every single day on the way to school, in the morning or at night. Like, what are three things that you're grateful for? It's very simple. Three things that you're grateful for. That'll bring you back to joy right there. Bring you back to the present moment. It's so simple, but super empowering. And also think about how many, how much energy you put into worrying about things that never actually happen. Love is our default as a child until we get to a certain point. And then all of a sudden fear becomes our default. And that's how we live. We live in that default of fear, making choices and decisions. And so how can we shift back into love? How can we make love be our default? All this time we spend worrying and in fear when the majority of those things actually never come to pass and how much energy we've wasted. So come back to, as soon as you notice yourself shifting into fear, bring yourself back to love. And gratitude is one of the easiest and simplest ways to bring, bring yourself back to love. It's crazy how many lies we believe. My business is still open after having to shut down, you know, for COVID, like all the things that I played out in my mind of the worst case scenarios, they didn't happen. And it's actually turned out better. So imagine if we walked around every day 
rather than worst case scenarios playing around, what if we just walked around with best case scenarios playing around all the time in our mind? Wouldn't that be like a different world we lived in? Such a beautiful way to live. Yeah. Expecting the best. (laughs) Amber, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for sharing all of your stories, the story of how you felt when you watched Jersey Boys and how you've come full circle how you took something that you loved as a child and turned it into a business and now might be even going farther and being on the stage again. So inspirational, empowering, and inspiring. Can you tell our listeners how and where they can find you? Yes. Thank you, Melanie. I always love having conversations with you and I love what you do. I really, I want to thank you for all that you do and providing this opportunity for women You are amazing and your businesses that you build um, that are all around supporting women are are just wonderful. You have followed your heart and you courageously say yes to your inner voice. Thank you for that and for having these open conversations. People can find me at allami.com. So it's spelled A-L-L-O-M-I.com. Find me on Instagram at Allami Health, Facebook. You can email me, amber at allami.com. Instagram, allami underscore health. If you are new to She Built It, we'd love for you to join us. We offer community memberships, masterminds, innovative virtual events, and meaningful connections to entrepreneurs and corporate leaders. Please also check out our She Built It shop, curated products from women-owned businesses who put their heart and soul into their beautiful and innovative products. We offer She Built It business consulting and the She Built It blog. Thank you to everyone around the world who joined today. Thank you to my editor, Rich Strefolino. Please download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, together, let's let nothing stop us from experiencing the life that we crave. <laughs>